Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. fun the jen kirkman podcast episode i don't know what episode this is but this is a different episode because i don't usually do interviews i've done some and this one i couldn't be more excited about my friends uh dan bran and panda from the deck the hallmark podcast welcome boys this you. is oh, uh, wow. the privilege of all privileges. It really no. is. Mm-hmm. This is an exclusive club. Not well, just anybody gets interviewed by Jen Kirkman on the No Fun Podcast. That's true. You have joining the ranks of John Cryer and Dana Carvey. I mean, oh, come wow. On. That yeah. actually Smuts. is very, very <laughs> legitly. That, that is, wow, way out of our league. Yeah, wait. Well, li- w- listen, I don't know how I pulled those two either. Um, I don't know how <laughs> you guys have more listeners than me for sure. But hopefully it'll just be different people. Um, well, your Patreon, Jen, it, do, it doesn't even like ours. Like we, we just don't do what you do. Like you crush the Patreon game and we like have our own service, but like you are getting it on the Patreon. I like, hope, just, I hope so. I mean, and also this will go. So the video version will go just to Patreon subscribers. Oh, fantastic. Hey. Yeah. Patreon. And then the audio version will go to the world. I love mm. it. And I'm thinking now the, the audience is getting the inside scoop here. Your book that you wrote, and we're going to get into it comes out. I believe September 28th. Yep. So this episode will come out the day after your book is out. So people can, people can buy it first week. I, because a lot of my listeners, I don't know if you experience this, they'll write me an email like, Oh, I'm two months behind. So 
We're going to yep. get everyone from September to December. To, I want this in every stocking. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Love it. I was thinking. Yeah, I like about. marketing stuff. All right, so I'm going to not make you guys answer the same questions over and over. It seems like I'm going to talk a lot, but I'll, I'll you'll talk most of the time. But So let me just explain <laughs> to everyone listening. Deck the Hallmark is a podcast hosted by three guys, three friends. It began in... I'm sorry, was it 2017 was the first episode? Uh, 2018. 2018. And what they do is they watch every single Hallmark Christmas movie every year. Now, it's expanded to be more than that, but I'm just starting with the basics. And they do a podcast recap of it that has four segments. Uh, They give their hot takes. They give all the feels. If they got those Christmas feels watching the movie, they give a what? uh, Wait, what? Which is obviously why we all tune in to hear them talk about all of the ridiculous things we see in Hallmark movies, like why wasn't their cup filled with liquid? Um, I don't understand why you'd quit your job as a lawyer to become an ice sculptor. Mm. And then a segment called What the Hallmark, where they just wonder what could be um, if there's a spinoff or something. So it's such a delight. And I became a fan. And I'll tell you guys my story. And then I'll let you tell yours. But you guys don't know how important you are to me because... I have a rule that nobody should ever get engaged around Christmas. Mm. If your marriage does not work out, you have ruined Christmas for the rest of your life. That's right. (laughs) Agree. Right. And also it's like, you know, I feel like you're kind of missing out on extra presents and celebrations. If you (laughs) celebrate your engagement. True. true. So I never did anything like that, but I I had a, a big giant relationship that was on and off for like 10 years. And we met in New York City at Christmas, like oh, the boy. week before. Oh, boy. Now, we had known each other like we'd never met in real life, but we were we had mutual friends and we were always like tweeting and emailing. And I didn't think it was a romantic thing at all. But I was I was curious. But I, I happened to go to New York. I go every Christmas. I go to New York, visit my friends there, and then I go to my family in Boston. And it's my little gen. I love Christmas time. So I meet this guy in person. We have coffee. And it's literally kind of just that like love at first sight thing. And he's Jewish, but he gets into all of my Christmas stuff. He loves Christmas. We go tooling around the city for days. So now he's like this love at first sight is firmly implanted in my DNA. That's what Christmas, you know, he's now become part of my Christmas. So we date on and off for years. Um, And uh, he eventually moves to LA, not for me, but we now we live in the same city. And uh, it's just... I, I can tell that things aren't things might not work out. It's not I can tell. We're going in different directions in life. I don't think he's happy. He knows Christmas is my favorite time of year. We celebrate it every year. He now this is his backstory in his mind. He was unhappy since like December first, but he thought if I can just get through the holidays, oh boy. I'll dump her in the new year. Oh boy. He thought that wouldn't ruin Christmas. Of course it does, because then you know someone was just trying to get by all through Christmas, right? Mm. Anywho, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because I asked him point blank on Christmas Day. Oh, no. I could tell. He was just, we were sitting, we were having the best day. We were watching um, movies and just sitting in pajamas. It was the most lovely day, but there was a melancholy. And I said, are you unhappy, like, with this I don't feel like we're doing this together. And he was like, uh, no, 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 you know. And I just went to bed with a bad feeling. And the next morning, (laughs) he broke up with me. Oh, Oh my goodness. And his thing was like, listen, you asked. I can't lie. So, 
okay. But he's like, I was just going to try to pull this through to New Year's to not ruin your Christmas. I'm like, no. Chris, so Christmas was ruined. That was 2016. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this hurts my heart. Right? Yeah. Now, now it's January 2017. No Christmas. Like Christmas ruined. I'm already dreading the next Christmas. And it was a tough year. I'm not going to lie. So, but now it's getting easier, but Christmas still has that stink on it, you know? Yeah. And it, and, and so this one, so this one year, 20, it was, yeah, that's right. 2018. My friends were like, you've got to take Christmas back for yourself. And a friend of mine said, how many Christmases have you spent without your ex? You know, there was 30 ish years of your life. You didn't know him. Go back to your Christmas stuff. And, um, Cause in 2017, I didn't even really decorate. I put up like wow. a sad little ceramic tree. You I really mean, are breaking Brian's heart. Yeah, yeah. Like you really are. <laughs> well, no, it's good. it's gonna get better. So, I don't know how I found you guys. I maybe someone DM'd me on Instagram or something, and they said you got to check out this podcast, Deck the Hallmark. These guys watch Hallmark movies, and I was like, I can't even watch Hallmark movies anymore. Like, I I stopped watching them. Man. It was so hard. I was just like, I can't even think about Christmas. And so I put on an episode and I wasn't sure at first because I'm like, oh, three guys, they're going to make fun of it. You know, I don't want to make fun of it either, even though I'm not into it. But and uh, I heard it and the, you sign off every episode with may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I burst into tears when I heard that. <laughs> Like happy tears, like something happened. And I was like, Christmas is mine again. This is my new ritual is that I watch every movie and then listen to your podcast uh, about it. And then I got to be on the show and then you guys became my friends. And I felt like you guys brought me back to life. Christmas is now doesn't remind me of my breakup. It reminds me of Christmas. It, it's just you fixed me. Like you guys I, make me so happy. So I can't thank you enough. That's my story. I, I got to be honest. This I was, is why we do it. I was going to quit. I was, this was it after I was going to walk out. And be done. <laughs> but I feel like stories like this. Wow. I mean, are you kidding me right that's now? Great. No. Man, that's just, I mean, God bless you, Jen. That's, that's too much awesome. credit for us. But you know, you did brand got married a week or two before Christmas and made us all attend that dumb wedding. And, and, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I hate her now, but I can't divorce her. <laughs> love Christmas. Too. Can't Don't do even yeah. joke. Wait, did uh, you have a Christmas wedding? Like Christmas, Christmas themed? Wedding, yeah. Christmas themed? Yeah. Jen, Jen, they end their wedding vows. I'm not making this up. Yeah. He, I believe, said, I promise to always enjoy spending Christmas with you. Aww. That was in the wedding vows, Jen. And I'm back there just rolling my eyes. <laughs> just like, are we serious? <laughs> well, like, you know. I think it's okay if you're that, like some people just do it because they think of Christmas as a time to give presents. So let me get yeah. engaged, you know? Um, yeah. But since you're so Christmas obsessed, I think it's actually like the biggest compliment that it's probably the second biggest important thing in your life besides your wife and kids. So you're bringing them in, you know, bringing your wife in. That is true. And I never wanted to, uh, I, it was really a promise to never uh, stop uh, enjoying the childlike wonder of Christmas. And so never just, you know, getting too busy or, you know, being like, it's whatever, not going to do, like, I want, this is, I want to do this with you. 
every year. And so it was a, a promise. Uh, and what was weird is the rest of the, the wedding wasn't Christmas no. at all. Like the groomsmen were all in like uh, suspenders and bow ties. It was like a Mumford and Sons video. Like <laughs> Mumford was big. Yeah. Mumford was big in 1314, which is yeah. when you got married, yeah. right? So yes. like I, I, we were right at the <laughs> precipice of suspenders in weddings. And then, and all of his brothers were in it. None of yeah. you guys are skinny. And so it was just like white <laughs> shirts with no jackets. Like what are we even trying to do here? It's uh, a Santa Claus uh, look. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Well, it was something. No, let me. Okay, so I will tell you my prejudices uh, upon. They were two second flashes in my head. But what I love about the podcast is here we got three straight white guys from the South. Mm. That's what we need is more podcasts with three straight white guys. I've been trying to fight for it for years. Un, yeah, un, very un, underrepresented. But I went, oh, my God, you you guys are all so um, progressive. My favorite part about when you talk about these movies is you are horrified by the casual sexism or the lack of anyone of color or anyone, yeah. you know, you've mentioned like you can't just stick a black guy in a, you know, a movie about moving to Alaska and act like the only <laughs> black family in Alaska is so psyched to be there with all these white people, you know, <laughs> That's right. or like the gay couples that never kiss. And I, and I'm like, Oh, so to, to all my listeners, like this is, it's it's the perfect amount of sincere. And then just, uh, you know, Dan. So it's, it's, Hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's perfect and sincere with ripping on it, but is a, a really socially conscious vibe to it that I think is um, fantastic. So yeah, it, I, it makes me happy. I, the first episode we did was the first time I'd ever seen one of these and I had to watch it in like 20 minute increments. And I got to the end and I was like, they put one person of color in this movie to say a line, like just so they could have it. Yeah. And I was just appalled. And then I think in the first episode, I said, you know what? These movies are so bad. Like, let's just let white people take these. Like, let's just let them take them and own the fact that they're terrible. Um, but there is always a desire. Like we always say, we don't explicitly talk about serious politics or religion, but our silence and our comments of sarcasm <laughs> should speak volumes. Like yes. the, the fact is we want to see this get better. You're 100% right. Like having a black family show up at the Elk Lodge in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, like doesn't make it a diverse movie. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And in watching some of the other networks, they're just so far ahead. Like uh, Lifetime's patting or Hallmark's patting themselves on the back and it's just hysterical that, yeah. that they think that they are, you know, making any headway and, and it's, it's, it, it is, it's unfortunate. It's gotten better over the last yeah, three years, which is what we want. That's, that's why exactly we need a lot. Right. Like we, we want in them every, to be better. Yeah. In every conversation with someone that mattered, we'd be like, Hey, what is the deal here? Like, yeah. Why is it that, like you said, like this woman who's a big shot lawyer is like, you know what? I've got to plan parties. Like I just, I have to plan. Like there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Dad wants me to plan parties. I've got to plan parties. And so there is this, you know, and we all three of us married incredibly strong, independent women who, you know, that matters to them. And so that's mm -hmm. been a big part of our lives uh, for, for a long time. And so seeing this, it is like a time capsule. It, watching these movies yeah. is like watching. Occasionally, I will say, "Is this a Mad Men episode? Like, yeah. are we in a Mad Men episode <laughs> right now?" Because it feels that way. So, yeah, that's something we we consistently do. And what's great is is that our our audience expects it because if we do something that could be taken the wrong way, we'll get an email, yeah, like immediately. Like, hey, like this sounded like. 
you guys were doing something that would offend this group of people. You need to stop it. And yeah. we will like, we're, we'll take all of that very seriously because you know, if we're going to be three straight white guys shouting about inclusivity and diversity, we have to walk that line mm-hmm. and be that person in real life. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I was going to ask you, and I'm going kind of backwards here. I still want to, like, start at the beginning and whatever, but... um, but you know, just let it just let it flow. But I was going to ask you guys, what is your audience? Do you know? Because sometimes I wonder, do they have the? You know, we've got the Candace Cameron beret uh, on Hallmark, and you know, I I can tell by your silences and comments that you guys are aware that she is. Um, it's not that she's a Christian; it's that she might be uh, like have nothing in common with Jesus in that she. Um, <laughs> Seems like maybe she's in some kind of cult sect of Christianity, or at least her brother is. You know, Kirk Cameron's out here in California oh. doing anti-mask rallies mm. um, and saying somehow that's what God wants. And uh, I know that CCB is, um, you know, politically has like voted against anything to do with gay rights. And yet um, she has a lot of gay guy friends out here in L.A. And I actually had a friend who was at a brunch that she was at take a secret video of her. And it was her with like eight gay guys in a pool. And that was the party. And I'm like, how are they friends with her? And how is she such a hypocrite anyway? But so I wonder, like, do you have that kind of conservative audience that doesn't get the ironic watching of these movies? Or do you have like Mm. people who are watching this ironically? Is it a mix? What's your feedback been? I would say it's a mix, Uh, but it would skew more towards the people who are in on on the joke that yeah. they understand exactly what's happening here it, and and they get it i think it would be maybe one or two or very few people that would I, skew yeah. in the the classic demographic they're not listening to the, the podcast they just aren't we tend to have a group of people that by and large love the bits and love the comedy aspect and then there's an occasional person that's yeah. like I sincerely love these movies, but I just love your friendship as well. Yes. And so like we, we have a couple of people who are big subscribers of ours on our Patreon, which isn't Patreon at all. It's Bramble Jam plus, but uh, that will say, Hey, like, I think you're too hard on CCB, but I love you guys. And we, we are really hard on CCB. And, yeah. and I, I, I think that's because all three of us grew up in the church and you know, we're all millennials who millennials right now are leaving the church because they've realized the church isn't doing the thing that, that we've been told the church is supposed to do all these years. Oh, well, let's talk about religion for a second after you finish, but but finish what you're going to say. No, no, no. Like, so for us seeing these people who feel, and I don't, we don't know CCB every time we, everybody we talk to about her says she's amazing, but, but seeing what Kirk Cameron does that just flies against the face of, of what you would think a teaching of Jesus would be to prefer others, to love those less fortunate, to help the poor, to do all these things that aren't about you. Like it's pretty clear. You can juxtapose those two people, but 
Like it just, if it feels fake to us, yeah. we're going to give it a hard time. We're, we're going, we're going, because we grew up around, all three of us grew up around that yeah. our whole lives. And so that's, that's just kind of part of our DNA at this point. Well, I always find it weird about Hallmark movies because it does seem to have a conservative audience. Like there was a lot of blowback a few years ago when just in a commercial that was played yeah. during one yeah. of the Christmas movies, it was for a, I don't even know, like a wedding planning site. And they showed two women, Zola, Zola yeah. getting married. Oh my God, everyone went crazy. Uh, and again, you don't know how many people it really is, you know, um, as opposed to how much noise they're making. But what's funny about these movies, and you guys have pointed it out, there is not one hint of religion in these movies unless it's about someone Jewish who's joining and then they're always like the most, you know, they're like talking, they're like, most people I know are culturally Jewish. They're not like, here I am speaking Hebrew, you know, and so every Jewish character on the show is like from a very strict Jewish family, but everyone's celebrating Christmas on this show. I mean, they don't even go to church on Christmas Eve, which, you know, uh, my family, I was raised Catholic, but even like in our years where we, we were kind of all losing our religion, we still go to church Christmas Eve. It's like a, it's an event, you know? And so there's no mention of church or anything. It's, it's so a religious, which is fine. But I was find like, wouldn't that be offensive to anyone conservative watching? But I guess not. Well, I, I think in some sense it is, but I think that's the kind of the brilliance of what they're doing. And I think it also shows you kind of the religious nature of Christianity right now that we're easily, Christians are easily placated with a mere mention of yeah. God in some sense. It's the dumbing down of religious belief in a lot of ways. And yeah. so for them, they're they're happy with that. Oh, you're making something for me because you vaguely mentioned God. Hey, I'm all on board with that. That's the, that's the it's sugar, it's popcorn Christianity yeah. or religion or whatever. Yeah, Cotton Cotton whatever candy. you want to well, Yeah, because yeah. in Cameron's movies, yeah. she will always be wearing yes. a cross. That's the exception. Yeah. She has some sort of, we talked to Rick Garman, who's a writer, and she, he's written for her and says it's very important to her that there is a faith-based element in her movie. And so Bill Abbott, who's the CEO for that 10 years where Hallmark made billions of dollars and they fired him over the Zola ad. That's what they Oh, is that? Him. They fired him. Yes. I thought he, okay. Yes. They so, fired him because he pulled it. That's right. He pulled and the ad. said, yes, that wasn't the right move. That's right. So they pulled him and now they're trying to, now they're trying to be more right. inclusive. Exactly. Oh. So like if you were to have written a screenplay, say around that time, it could have been just sit, sitting on a desk for a year, and then it could have been picked up by someone else and green, greenlit pretty easily. Oh, okay, got Because it. that CEO was very, very particular, and he was the guy that he's super conservative. Yeah. He was the guy that said, if we don't have any specific mention, we welcome in a new set of audience that's just conservative. They don't have to be Christians. They're just conservative. And so oh. Christians can watch and get the Christmas feels like bring gets the Christmas, bring gets the Christmas feels, not the church feels, it's yeah. not birth of Jesus feels. And truthfully, day. when it's, Hallmark does dabble into it is when I get offended. Oh, so yeah. when yeah. they talk like, ain't they have a, they throw, <laughs> they throw conservative Christians a bone every, uh, every season. Like there's a movie about an angel that can, hey, that's time. right. That's always the mysteries Stupid. in movies, which if people yeah, listening yeah, yeah, don't yeah, understand, yeah, like, Hallmark has two channels and right. yes, one yeah. of the channels shows more the busy business woman. She drinks black coffee. She's going back to the country in her high heels. That's the Hallmark channel. But Hallmark Mysteries and Movies channel is more like the troops, the angels. It's like that Not kind of thing. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Brand, I'm sorry to cut you up. But yeah. yeah. They do like an angel thing. They have a series called Godwink, which is just... <laughs> 
Awful. Yeah. About uh, it, when it's, someone ends up with somebody, it's like God is winking at them, like, "Hey, look what it looked." It's what, really what, just what, a coincidence, but yes, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, it which is pure is our, the point we've made with the Godwink movies is this is no different than any of the other Hallmark movies that's where right. it's all coincidental. The only difference is that this one we're going to say God God was in on this one. That's right. The other yeah. ones, yeah, that's right. God was like whatever. Eyes yeah. wide open. But this one, one I call dibs on. Right. I call dibs on this one. Yeah. This one's not. All right. Now I just because I'm curious, and then I'm going to get back to the beginning of your story. We're going to promote the book. What are your religious um, upbringings? Like what what what's going on here? Like Brand Panda Dan, take take it away. Uh, I'll just say start with Brand. Like what were you brought up in a church and a Baptist thing. Yep. That's my Southern yeah. racism. No. You're all Baptist. No, you, did, you nailed it. You nailed it. There's no way around uh, it. Yeah. Grew up in the church. Um, my parents were really involved and uh, all of the, us kids grew up in the church and uh, I was really uh, influenced. I was at youth group as often as I could. It was really the place uh, where I kind of got to with church, you get to work on whatever, like you can be a really bad musician and you can still play on <laughs> yeah. stage and work and just try to get better. Yeah. And so it's how I learned music and it's how I learned my love of doing like skits and stuff it was yeah. all in the church. And so all that was kind of being worked out within the church and, uh, you know, still as an adult, I worked at a church for a while, uh, working with students and mentoring them and all that stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it's been a, a huge part of my life, uh, forever and it's evolved kind of what i what i believe and how i believe it and how it kind of works out in my life but yeah it's been a part of my life uh since the very beginning yeah i mean same way i was raised in a conservative evangelical home southern baptist uh went into ministry graduate you know have a bachelor's master's and doctorate in the field of religion uh and uh still love deeply christianity i yeah. mean it's hugely impacted me and i'm still deeply committed to it uh i think the cultural expression of western americanized christianity is oftentimes shameful and it's not true to the religious tradition, the greater tradition that Christianity has. Yeah. Uh, and I still believe that Christianity can be the greatest good in the world. I mean, that's my conviction. That's my heart. I teach it, uh, yeah. with students. I, I'm a, a religion teacher still to this day. So, um, you know, but that's just been my upbringing. It's, it's influenced the way I think and see reality. And so, yeah, I love it. It breaks my heart so much of what I see done in the name of Christ. Yeah. Uh, probably more than anything else. So, well, you know, yeah. that's interesting. I would love to, uh, next time you're in LA, like I am obsessed with, um, I don't know. I love learning about I love people who have degrees in religion, which I know I'm making it sound stupid. You got a degree in religion, but I just, I love. Uh, you went to school and spent time on that? Well, you I spent just money? I That's why you're learning poor. About, <laughs> I love learning about, I don't know, I, everything, like what this really meant um, a, yeah. because it actually was a political thing of the time and we have to take yes. into consideration. You know, I read this great book, Zealot. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's um, amazing. I loved it. And I, I don't really remember much, but I just remember that I hadn't thought of all of the like political things that were going on at the Huge. time as well. And um, I just find it all very fascinating. And so I am as bored by atheism as I am by um, right wing Christians. yelling. you know, they're both <laughs> yeah, just people really yelling. And for I always refer to myself as like, I think it, it, like some of the religious upbringing I had was very helpful in terms of like, we didn't go too hardcore, like 
Catholic sure. Catholics from Boston are very like you go to church, you go home, you don't mention Jesus outside of it. To- it's like you thought every Southerner was a Baptist. Yeah, exactly. Everybody in Boston is a Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, it's pretty- <laughs> and it's just like we do church 45 minutes. You go to the one without the choir because it's faster. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you don't. Standard. You know, like anyone who talked about Jesus too much outside the home, it was like, what you know, what you're being weird. It was sort of like you get something to prove, you know? And so, but I do, I can hear it in the podcast, like the thoughtfulness of you guys. Um, and this, the kind of, you do a lot of, um, outreach. Like a lot of your ads are about like donating to, you know, communities and schools and, and, and just the, I know you've all worked with kids. We'll get into that. Um, so I can, I can hear the like positive things that religion is supposed to be coming up from you guys. And then Dan, I'm sorry, we didn't get to you. You're good. Um, I was, my dad's a Southern Baptist pastor still to this day. Um, my mom is an ordained minister. Who's a Dean of, uh, women at a Christian college. My brother is an ordained minister in a Southern Baptist church. Um, my degrees, masters and all that stuff is in history. Um, I grew up in the church. My parents actually, for all of that, were very, very not that in the home. Like my dad was at the Southern Baptist convention when they said we're boycotting Disney because of the, the gay pride day. And my dad came home and he was like, we're not doing that. Like, you go see Aladdin, go (laughs) go do the things that you would do. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is not this is not what Jesus, like this is, like he he didn't have a comment. He didn't go go in and be like, hey, the SBC said we're going to do this, we're going to do it. So in our home, yeah. it was very grace-based. Like we didn't have a lot of those hardened, weird, conservative rules. Yeah. Like only movies with these words can you see in them. Like we didn't do that. But outside of that, I mean, I went to Christian school and uh, you know, whenever anyone else would preach in church, you would just be like, a lot of this doesn't sound like the Bible. Like it yeah. doesn't. And then you get to history class and you, I love United States history. I taught AP United States history for years. And you start realizing that what, you know, mainly Southern evangelicalism did to, to the church is just abhorrent. Yeah. Like it's just terrible. I mean, there's literally from the time the Puritans reached, you know, Plymouth rock, like from that time, they're trying to make America great again. Like that's what they're Yeah, doing. totally. Like they're trying to say you have to do it this way. And when we don't do it this way, we've fallen away from the things we're good at. Like yeah. Trump would say, we make America great again. What are you talking about? The 1950s where we were segregated? <laughs> right. Like what are you what are you speaking of? You know, Jerry Falwell created an entire moral majority to vote Republican, not because of abortion, but because they were integrating schools and his all white school wasn't going to get a, a tax exempt status. Like that's why he did it. Right. And, and and so for me, like learning all of that, you know, really jaded me towards a, a lot of, you know, religion at the political level, like a lot of the structural religion, but I love Jesus. Yeah. Like I, I love the, the portrayal of someone who I believe was a real person. Would you say Jesus is just all right with you? Jesus is just all right with me. I would even say Je- Jesus is still all right with me. DC Talk, Talk saying that in the oh, 90s. And boy, preach was it. it a uh, mm. uh, you know, they took that Doobie Brothers classic and made it a Christian song. He's not just all right. Uh, he's still, still all right. Still yeah, all right. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Well, that's right. So yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love Jesus. It's still a big part of who I am, but that was my upbringing very much shaded that for sure. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. 
but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Well, I love it. Well, listen, we went deep. Now let's go shallow. <laughs> let's tell the fun part. And I know, Dan, we're, we'll get you out of here in time. So, Bran, I You're know good. you hate retelling this story. And I'm not asking you to retell it because I don't know. But they don't want to hear me. Now, I will give everyone the brief. You guys all used to work in school systems, teachers, principals. I mean, you had real careers. Actual jobs. Actual jobs. You did not, you know, wake up one day and say, we're going to be podcasters. I mean, nobody of your generation or mine did because it wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> but so, I mean, you're, I, I would say you thought this, this is my life. Here's where it's going. And uh, Bran, you were obsessed with Christmas the whole time. And you were what? You're the only one you knew watching Hallmark movies year round. And you decided to start a podcast and take it away. Tell me how this whole thing started. Yes, all of that is true. And um, I, I uh, am a, a creative in a lot of different aspects, whether it be music, um, podcasting kind of became a way for me to be creative and to just explore things that I think uh, are interesting. So, you know, before this, it was interviewing people that have been abducted by aliens. And before that, it was interviewing bands that I really liked when I was 10. And so it's just doing different things that I think are fun and recording them and putting them out into the world and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, and um, I fell in love with these movies, uh, you know, 2014, 2015, um, just like when I discovered that I could turn on a, a channel and it would be Christmas stuff 24 seven from friggin' Halloween to new year's. I was like, this is awesome. And when I discovered that I could, you know, walk out of a room and come back and still probably know what's going on even better. <laughs> and it's just Christmas stuff is going on. Lights are happening. Snow's falling. It's awesome. And, uh, I, I love them. And, uh, it's 2018. It was springtime. It was hot. And I hate the heat. And I, you know, typically make it a few months after Christmas without listening to Christmas music. And then I just, I have to turn it back on cause I love it. And, um, I love a Hallmark Christmas movies and I wanted to hear thoughts on the previous year's movies. And so I was looking at podcasts, um, ah. and there were, there were some to choose from, yeah. but none that I felt, uh, I don't know, spoke to, to me, like kind of got what I wanted out of them. Uh, they were all like pretty serious about, you know, breaking them down and gushing about them and all that's fine. And there's a lot of great Hallmark related podcasts out there, but I wanted one where it felt like I was hanging out with the dudes and we were, I was loving them and we were still able to, you know, poke fun at them and uh, so I said what I usually say is I will, let's just, let's just create it. So you and, so you go uh, you said to Panda and you said to Dan who you knew at the time mm -hmm. you all worked at the same school at the time. So at, no the, at the yeah at the time uh, I had left the, the the teaching field. Panda had just left. left I was well, just getting ready to leave. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I missed my my boys. We didn't get to hang out as much. Um, I had a, a a newborn who was born in December of 2017. Dan had two kids. Panda had a, a kid on the way, and it was just like a stage of life where we were just weren't going to get to hang out. Yeah, we just weren't going to get to. Yeah, just no work. We were sad, doing. lonely boys. We were yeah. sad, lonely boys, yeah. tired, and I don't know. If that's and, 
So we, uh, so I, I threw the idea out to them, and I was like, "Let's just watch these movies. We can talk about it. It'll be a lot of fun." And you just thought, um, like, "We'll try." I mean, in your heart of hearts, you probably thought, "I'd love this to be a, re- a regular podcast weekly." But you kind of to get them involved, said, so "Let's just do it once and see what happens." This is where I pop in yeah. Jen, and say, first of all, Bran is a, a effervescent creative and everything that he decides he's going to put out, yeah. he thinks is going to go like gangbusters. Even that dumb uh, paranormal idea he had <laughs> that he just talked about that nobody listened <laughs> well, to. Well, by the way, <laughs> by the way, it's it's hot right now. It's it's hot right, right. now. It's hot right now. Well, I'm Jen, ahead of my, I'm the, ahead of the, the, time. Time. The, the, the idea. It was called story time with one R. It was scary because time. we wanted I, it to be <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. It was a bad idea. No, we wanted it to be a play on story story time uh, and no, so instead of bad. it being story you <laughs> yeah. just put an a and where the o is yeah. story the case and regardless of what it is he, read like it's he does start- this he thinks they're all going to go like gangbusters so he thought it was going to be huge yeah. initially and he also this was not unusual for him to say let's start a podcast and do x that was not he Mm-mm. could he would text us and do that regularly now usually for some reason or another it wouldn't come to fruition yeah maybe he found a better host or we were busy but for some reason with this idea, it, it just worked out that we were all available to do it. The, it the, his idea, he was confident in the idea from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it was just a matter of us. And I said 100 people would never listen. So that's where I was. <laughs> I was like, 100 people will never listen to this thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we, we just were able to get it together for this one. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be a one-off. We committed to the holiday season. So we were going to do every movie during the holiday season. I mean, the, the info that I left out was that Hallmark is crazy and that they put out. I would have never agreed know, to 34 movies. Yeah, yeah. I would have never. I think in 2017, they put out 30. And so it's usually, it's between 30 and 40 a year yeah, Christmas movies. Now, yeah. yeah. So I, I left <laughs> that information out and I just made them commit. And uh, so we decided to do a few of them in July um, of that year to kind of get our feet wet, to figure out the flow, to figure out the segments and to see if we had anything and kind of build some sort of audience so that we have some uh, momentum heading into the holiday season. And uh, so we did that and we said we would do like one a month and it went to, we, we went to weekly, I think in like August or something like that, September. And, um, we, uh, yeah, and by the way, I felt the way that you feel when Hallmark movies aren't on is at the beginning of your podcast in the early years, I was so sad when the season ended and I was like, I need this more. I need this all the time. Um, and so uh, the way I listen is I watch the Christmas movies and then listen to your podcast, but I listen to every episode, even though I'm not watching the shows, because um, I can't, like there's just a point in a woman's life where you can't watch Hallmark <laughs> yeah. movies year round. Like it's, do you know no, what I, I mean? Like it. you just, yeah. it's like, it's, it takes you to a place. Like I'm not ready to. I think it takes any human to a place. <laughs> I don't is. think it's, it, yes. it just, it beats you down and sucks yeah. your soul out at some point. Yes, right. It it's, it's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to make money on it, like, I don't know how you do it. Cause it, it's so much time. <laughs> so, okay. So now you're doing the podcast and I didn't introduce you guys, but I'm going to do all that before. Like you won't even have to be here for it, but um, Bran is the one that comes on and says, hi, I'm Bran. I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Panda says, hi, I'm Panda. I like Hallmark Christmas movies. And Grumpy Dan is Grumpy Dan. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. Now, my pitch for Dan, though, is um, you are so lovably grumpy. I mean, obviously, you know this. It's uh, no accident, but it's like you're more of the like, I see it more of like, no, I'm a real film critic and I'm going to just <laughs> yeah, lay down the yeah. flaws. But you're not like the. what I like about it is I, I, I used to work on this show, Chelsea, lately, and it was like a little late night thing on E! And we made fun of celebrity stories. 
But the people that never did well when they came on the show, it was, was kind of like this, like three, three funny people sitting at a round table. The people that went, why are we even talking about this? It's stupid. It's like, okay, well, we've all agreed we're here talking yes. about it. So find the <laughs> yeah. funny without negating the whole thing. And, and that's, that's what right. I like about Dan's grumpy attitude is you're not like, this is stupid. Let's not even do it. It's like you're kind of rooting for the movie by being like, I could... Like, why are you doing this? It's so absurd. Every movie gets a fair shake when it yeah, starts. Yeah. Everyone. I want it to be good. Desperately. Yeah. It's, it it's a, you've got that kindness underneath, which any good grump, <laughs> you know, um, in history, we all love because we know they're, we know their true heart, but okay. So now what's <laughs> happening when did all of a sudden I turn around, you guys are like on good morning America. The podcast is getting huge. You quit your jobs to watch mm. Hallmark movies for a living. This is insane. So when did that happen? And was were your wives like, what now? Like, I need to know, do your wives watch these movies with you? Was there like conflict? Did you guys almost break up? Not your marriages, but <laughs> did the podcast almost break up over this? Because like, you know, brands like wants to go serious and you guys are like, come on, like, tell me that. Well, I, so no, did I, I wish it was more interesting. None of our wives like these movies. No. Um, that's the most I, interesting I noticed that of none of you, except Panda, will say my wife popped in and she always seems to be busy right. do, you know, living her <laughs> life. I would say that Haley watches more of them with Panda than either. My wife has yeah. maybe seen two. She, when when I, we first started, she was like, this will be great. I'll get a bottle of wine. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll laugh. And then the second <laughs> one that she watched, she was like, Daniel, I am really sorry. There's not enough I'm wine. Gonna go, I'm going to go to bed. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, and my wife will watch yeah. them with me and then we'll finish and I'll say, hey, I really like that. And she'll go, that was awful. Right. And so yeah. she, I'm, I'm yeah. literally, I'm out on an island. But she, and then you're, and Caitlin is just so sweet. Uh, just, but she doesn't really she'll, like them. She will watch a few each holiday season. Um, and then she's just, very, well, she's got to like, live I'll up to like, those wedding vows. She better. That's right. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. She's, she's yeah. contractually obligated. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, you know, now, now it's just kind of like, yeah, I'll, you'll go to sleep. I'll have it on until I fall asleep type of thing. And she's fine with that. The, so. All right. Now take, the Genesis, take me to, to like when this goes full time. Like what was that? Like? Yeah. So we, you know, good morning America. We weren't prepared for, uh, at all. We, we got written up because brand was, you know, spamming uh, Facebook groups like, hey, listen to my podcast. And then Smart. he would write all of these. Oh, very. Oh, he's a he's a creative genius. Mm -hmm. And he would write anybody that writes about Hallmark movies. He'd just say, hey, I got a podcast. Yeah. And it was different enough that they were all they all bit country living, Southern living, O magazine. And so finally, like Pop Sugar picks us up and Good Morning America. Pop Sugar apparently is a big deal on the, on the line. Yeah. And Good Morning America sees it and says, we're going to mention it on the show. So they mention it on the show. And apparently that mentioned caused a bunch of traffic because they called us that afternoon mm -hmm. the show was on at nine in the morning. Yeah. They called, we're on the phone. I'm on the phone at two. Yeah. These two guys can't figure out how to work a conference call. I'm on there by myself. <laughs> And, and directions were complicated. There was, it was a number. There was it's not hard. No, it's just a no, conference there's call. More, we, no, I, your there's millennials more figure there. it out for the love. Uh, anyway, Dan, you're older so than these guys, though, right? I am. I'm almost ten years older than Brandon. Okay. We're all, I'm. I'll be 38 on Saturday. Okay, so they're the, the they're the young. How old are you, Panda? I'm 33. Okay, so you guys are the 68. younger, <laughs> Dan, yeah. and I'm a Gen X. And I, Dan, right. I, I feel you have the soul of a Gen X. These are the younger millennials who, for some reason, had a computer their whole life. That's right. Can't figure out a yes. conference call. Like you're, you're supposed to be the call. ones. 
No They're on the Facebook Messenger, just like I can't get in. It's good they threw a lot of numbers at you, and there was a code. <laughs> There's a code changed, for a phone call. They changed call. the number, I think. No, they, I, changed they, the they changed the it. I'm we going, were on the old line, just yeah. talking. Yeah. Me and Panda, everyone showing up. I'm on the line, just going, "Dear Lord, I hope they like Dan because they're not hearing any of Panda and Brand." And they go, "This girl, she's a producer. She goes." So what's stopping you guys from being on the show tomorrow morning? And I was like, money? <laughs> and she said, oh, no, we're covering everything. And I was like, so they, oh, they okay. They blew well, you I mean, up and put you up? Oh, yeah. my God. So they said, they said, okay, we'll be in touch with travel accommodations. So I coach basketball at the time, and we had practice. So I got off the phone at 2.30. We got practice at 3. And I was like, I, I called my wife. I was like, I guess we're going to New York tonight. We'll see if this turns out. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Sure enough, in 30 minutes, we get flight information. We got to be on a flight at 6.30. What? So we all get to the airport. We fly at 6.30 p.m. We land in... It was uh, delayed. That flight's always delayed. Yeah, always mm. delayed because it's going to Newark, right? Yeah. This is the only straight shot on a GSP. Yeah. Anyway, we land. We get picked up by a driver in this nice stretch SUV, and we, we get taken to the Millennium in Times Square. It's right across the street, literally not the main... Like, uh, right, right across a side street from ABC Studios. Yeah. They drop us off. We have the driver at our disposal. 40 second. Yeah. 40 Guys, second. you know that this, what has happened to you is literally a Hallmark movie plot. Right? Yes, it is. Oh, absolutely. Like, and we, the country we boys taught, like, get, get you go viral as they love to say. Yeah. The best part is we get the driver and I'm in the front seat. Cause I'm like six, five. I'm just not, I'm just abnormally tall and I, I'm just asking him questions and I'm just like, so what's the favorite thing in New York or what's blah, blah, blah. Just cause I'm Southern and that's just how we're just wired to talk to people. And everything I say, he's like, it ain't what it used to be. Like, that's everything that I say to him. Yeah. And uh, the next time we came in for GMA, we got the same driver. Love. And I sit in the front seat and I'm like, man, this city ain't what it used to be. <laughs> and it just landed. It was oh, great. It was like six so months good. later, I got to make that joke. Anyway, we get there. We go over. We got to be there at 6 a.m. Because even though our segment isn't until 8, they want to run through it like 100 times because we're not pros. They don't, they don't know, you know. And so... We do the set long. There's a very long story about the segment that's funny, but I mean, we, we do the, the segment yeah. and it goes really well. They 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 love it. I'll they, link in it fact, in the show notes so they can watch it. I think yeah, it's they they basically they kind of Johnny Carson us. They say hold on, like we finish the segment, yeah. they go to commercial and they go hold on, we're gonna pull your table back. And during the cooking segment with Iron Chef uh, Michael Simon, we're just gonna come over to you guys for commentary. Oh my! And God. we're like. We're like, what? And invited and, the, the couch. The, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, we basically, and so we're sitting there and then they basically, we never got called for comments ever. The whole segment, <laughs> we're, we're like, this is dumb. It. But they Hilarious. said, hey, your segment went so long. Yeah. We had to cut Iron Chef Michael Simon short. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Iron Chef Simon. My apologies. And, and so then they were like, but you guys need to come out and say goodbye with Robin and the cast at the end. So they brought us back out to do the goodbyes at the end. It was, it was surreal. And then they yeah. were like, Hey, if the today show calls, don't talk to them. Just let us know. We want to have you back for Christmas. We want to have you back for blah, blah, blah. And we literally made a website in the airport. Like we, mm -hmm. we didn't have a website. Wow. Like we, we made a website in the airport. And so from that point, I didn't know any of that. We, we never could keep up. Yeah. We never could like, mm -hmm. 
we you know we got fifty thousand listens that morning, and it was just Woo! like we we didn't we didn't have anybody to sell ads, and we didn't have and so most of early twenty nineteen was taking conference calls with companies that wanted to sell ads for us, and we we you know landed on a really bad decision, and we had to, we had a company do it, and then we were like. You know, uh, Panda was gone anyway. He had started his own business from home, so he had flexibility. Yeah. And so Brain and I had more of a full-time role that would be like more of a, a classic go-to-work-during-the-week situation. And Brain and I just kind of said, there's probably enough here yeah. that we could do this full-time. And, and, and so, you know, both of our wives were pretty fine with yeah. it. They were just like, this is crazy as is, whatever, you know? And so... We jumped at it and, you know, now we're here watching movies five days a week, which is crazy. Well, you know, it's so funny, too, because I knew that GMA stuff, but I mean, I knew they'd been on it. I think I watched yeah. it when it happened. But to me, the podcast always sounded so professional. You know, when people first start a podcast, it sounds like they're talking into tin oh, cans no. <laughs> and then like four. So to me, it seemed like this was always a plan, you know, like from the outside. So what you just told me, I never knew. And that just makes it all the more exciting. It's almost like a destiny. It's so unstoppable. You can't say no. Like you've been Wild. chosen. This is your fate, you know. And it's a God wink. It's a, oh, that's a God shove. Like God just pushed it. <laughs> yeah, God is like (laughs) blinking. Um, That's great. So, you know, all right. So, and now Dan has to go pick up his kids. So now here is a. You got, you got 15 minutes. Okay, good. good. I'll give, I'll, I'll take 10. So I'm going to get into the book in one second. So, okay. So now here you are doing it five days a week and I'm going to put everything in the show notes. I'm going to plug it galore. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't mean off air, but not during this. And, um, so now you're watching all the Hallmark movies and you're doing it and you've got your, you started a podcast network, right? Called Bramble Jam yes. Plus or Bramble Jam Plus is what you can join if you want. That's like our Patreon. That's like your Patreon. But it's the Bramble Jam podcast But you network, started the yes. Bramble, so you have other podcasts. Like there was My Life with Dolly, right? That your friend Justin Kirkland, Kirkland. did. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. you've got a podcast. Like there's so many different things. You had one and I love you, your regular guest, um, Alonzo Duralde. And he yes, wrote the book with real. you guys. And he's like a, a mm-hmm. film yeah. critic in real life, right? He's yes. real. He's yeah, a real correct. film critic. Real so, yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So now, and you guys, you guys have had like actors from Hallmark on. You've had executives from the network. And and I, I, I got to be honest, when I first listened to, I don't know who it was, but some of the first interviews you did with Hallmark stars, I was nervous. Like, are they going to have to <laughs> pretend they love these movies? And I'm amazed at how cool all the actors are. And like, yeah, they kind of are in great. on it too. Like they take pride yes. in their work because they're actors and I, and, but they know it's like cheeky and kind of a silly thing, you know, but yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I, that's why Candace hasn't been on the show. I mean, she, let's just she takes clear, herself to, yeah. Right? Like Andrew Walker is a good friend of the show. He's a cutie, oh, huh? Ladies, fellas. Oh, he's the best. Um, <laughs> Christopher Palaha, who's a big regular on your show on Hallmark. He wrote the forward to your book. Now, were you nervous like talking to people or did you think like, did you feel comfortable being yourselves? I was nervous because I get nervous talking to people. Uh, I'm socially awkward in general. So yeah, that was weird for me. And then Brain's (laughs) lining up every guest we get. Brain is the one reaching out to everyone. The the exception was, I believe you tweeted something about us and I was like, guys, shh. This is like a legit. She's got Netflix specials. She's really funny. Like, why in the world? Or like, is she listening to? I us? was How begging to be on the show from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brian Hood, like most of the Hallmark guests, like it's his contact. And the first one we did was Chris, and I called that movie a dog turd. I believe. <laughs> yeah. And 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 on on the pod, 
Bran re like he had listened to the episode and, and Bran just was like, Hey, what do you feel about Dan calling, calling your movie a dog turd? And Chris was awesome about it. And at that point I was just like, if they're willing to come on, yeah. either they know what I am and they're cool with that and they get it or they don't. And it'll be a great fun surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just was like, this is be- this is the best possible way to interview people where you can be a little bit more honest and ask real questions when they know that you will be honest with them about their work or about what you thought about whatever they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't come off like a press junket, like, you know, everyone's right. bullshitting each other. It's like, you know, you don't have to harp on like what's wrong with the movie, but you get to hear like, you know, it's nice actually to hear them take pride in it and they're not like to do these things, you know, because I think you can yeah. probably make some good money if you're like contracted to do so many a year, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. So lastly, I'll ask you. So now the book comes along and it is called. Um, will you tell me the name because I don't have it in front of me? <laughs> I'll be home for Christmas movies. Genius title. OK, so now the book is here. By the time this airs, it is out. Everyone go buy it. I read the book. What I loved about it is you each tell your own stories about your relationships to Christmas, to Hallmark movies, to each other. We've covered some of that here. And then it takes you into almost like a visual right episode of the podcast. You you go through. Is it every Hallmark movie, Christmas movie that you've done as a podcast? It's like your catalog. It's everyone from the first two seasons plus then, a few. Yeah. Okay. Some, yeah, it's like 116. We've done. Close to, to closer to two hundred. So it's it's like each movie gets its little synopsis with quotes that you guys said on the podcast, and it and it's a perfect coffee table book. I mean, you can just flip through it, and re- it's for people that are fans of these movies. You don't have to be because it's just a nice story of friends, and it's you've got goddamn recipes in this book. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. You've got legit <laughs> baking and cocktail recipes. Who does that? I love it. Yeah. We, I'd love us. to tell you we that we really spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, Alonzo Duraldi, who wrote the yeah. book, and we all, the four of us get author credit. Alonzo wrote another book called uh, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. Alonzo, it was, this book was his idea. We had an idea, like, we'd like to write a book. And he said, here's how you do it. Oh. You Ironically, like, in the summer of 2019. 19- or I, I texted you and I was like, hey, you're a New York Times best. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just on yeah. Chelsea. It's just funny because I got a book deal because it's like it's just like your story. You know, there was an yeah. editor at Simon and Schuster who didn't want kids and she wanted a woman to write a book about it. And she was a fan of that show Chelsea Lately I was on. Now, if you're an author back then, the goal was to get on Chelsea's show because she's a bestselling author and people yeah. on her. She was like the Oprah of like, you know less intelligent books. And so like, I mean, I'm insulting myself with that. And so her audience will buy books. And so that's why I got a book deal. People bought that book. No one bought the next one and I'm out of the business. And so Grant texted me. I was like, I literally have no idea how it happened. It was that series of rando events, but it sounds like it kind of worked out for you in that same way where it's like Alonzo was yeah. like, let me help. Well, Bran is just, a, he's like, hey, we should write a book and we don't know anything else. And Alonzo just emails us. He's like, this is the idea for a book. You make it for a book for people that don't necessarily know your podcast. Yeah. It's just for everyone that watches these movies. It can be an index of the movies and like what these guys thought about them. It can be your personal stories, but then it's interstitials. It's bingo uh, cards yes. and drinking games and recipes and he basically, aside from the frozen hot chocolate, which was a bit we did on Good Morning America, he came up, he asked friends and people in Los Angeles and came up with all these. We hired a food stylist. And so we did uh, a photo shoot with us and the and the food. 
and it and it it came together just so perfectly. Yeah. Like yeah. we all are in the kitchen baking. None of us know how to bake. Like we like I I legitimately do you know how to bake? No. I mean I can no, cook I'm a bad. little bit. Yeah. No. I'm real bad. You're a good cook, but baking. No, no, no way. We were involved in every aspect of the book except the baking. That's right. We yes. Alonso was like, how involved do you want to be with the baking? We we're like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. He he tested no. all the recipes. It, it's all They're our fine. words, but Alonzo's ability to reduce the episode down to a page. Yeah. That's all him. Yeah. Like he's he is great at it. And so it, it was not difficult. You know, we wrote some essays at the beginning of the book, and then the book is all our words, but it's Alonzo's doing the work. Like he's doing the, the editing, work to make yeah. It really, make really it really look great. Well, it it's fantastic. And I pre-ordered two copies, one for myself. I know I'm yeah. gonna give one to someone else. I'm I'm sure I'll buy more copies as we go. I, I um but I just I knew the two people that I wanted to give it to, one being myself. But I mean it is <laughs> Listen, if you don't know someone very well and you need a quick gift, don't go with the candle. We all do that. Get this book because everyone's going to love it, especially people like or hate Hallmark movies. And even if they don't, again, it's I think that recipes part is really clinch, like clutch, clinch. I don't know the word, but yeah, sure. Let's go clutch. clutch. Um, I think it's just there's no reason you wouldn't have this book on your coffee table during the holiday season unless you are... um, a bad person, I think, you know, yeah, uh, I think you have a heart, a, monster. a heart, a monster. Yeah, monster with a heart full of coal. Now, uh, <laughs> I want to mention the success of the book so far, but you know, with my listeners this is my issue with my listeners. They like to, um, keep everyone. They, they don't want anyone getting a big yeah. head. I can't say, Hey, this is going well. Cause then they'll unsubscribe. Well, she's fine then. So I got to just kind of <laughs> always tell them I need you. I need you. Don't think, cause I mm-hmm. mentioned this other job I have that, you know, we're rolling it. Let's keep, subscribing so but i will say you went to amazon uh list like number one like the minute it was released right now we did we, yeah but yeah. that was because of your two i that's think right. that's right you bought the two the only books hard copy know. books that's true. yeah those are the only two well, but do you know, know. what I'm sure it yeah. doesn't get you on the new york times yeah. well <laughs> i will tell you I, if i i'll tell you off air sometime the amount that got me on the times list for that one week is you w- would be shocked at like you, I, I have more people. I'm happy to hear it. I man. have more people in my family than the number of, <laughs> but, but I think, uh, yeah. so yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. It's a bragging right that you, you hit number one so soon. I think this is going to go, I think you're going to be on the, I think you're going to be on every best selling list. Like, I think you're going to have to be, do you have another book deal lined up? I mean, I think that's coming. We have, they we have, have the rights, option. they have rights to the next two, uh, if we do more addendums or editions of this book. And you better believe we're all going to be saying, uh, my name's Panda, New York Times bestselling yeah. author. Yeah. That's what i Oh my I'll God. I, and right. by the way, just lastly, uh, and I'm going to put links to the show notes and everything. There's an ongoing scandal on your podcast where some of the listeners complain that you guys do these bits, right? So, yeah. so, so you guys do your four segments and you, you don't. Uh, you may do bits on the show, like joking around, make, being silly. Yes. But you don't short shrift what the show really is, which is those four segments, which I love. Correct. And I think the bits are delightful. Now, what I like about the show is like, you know, you guys aren't in quotes, like it doesn't say on your tax return, you know, stand up comedian. And I don't listen to comedy podcasts. I'm, you know, stand up comedians are not fun in real life if you have any friends that are like we're grumpy we're miserable we never make jokes (laughs) and i just listen to like political stuff or whatever and uh so you guys remind me you ever have those people in your life like all my friends back in boston are hilarious way funnier than me but they just don't want to stand on the stage and do comedy and that's what you guys remind me of is like you're so all naturally hilarious individually and then when you bring all your personalities together it almost seems manufactured like how could you each literally be like 
three <laughs> totally different people that all go so well together, you know, like it's just a wonderful combination and your bits are fun. I don't want three guys who are like, I can't believe this turned into a fucking job. I don't want that attitude. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, I laugh all I, the time. We, you know, spent years working together, just trying to make each other mm -hmm. laugh. Like we would, I would literally go into Panda's classroom and Panda likes to be organized and on a schedule. And I would just make up a dumb reason to be there. And I would just start a bit with him in front of the, like legitimately just to get him off track to see how he handled yeah. it. Like I, for no other reason, I didn't have any reason to stop. No, by. I would just be like, did you hear the news? And I would just pick up something. <laughs> hey, Carl, Carl <laughs> said he needs to move the meeting Logan, to three. Logan called from accounting. Going down, and my oh, and my students are all staring at they're us, all, and yeah, they're just blank. and I have they, to go they, with the bid at yes, that point. You like have, you just it's going down. I was like, not Carl. Sometimes God I'd forbid. Call him out. I'd be like, Sherry in the front row knows what you're talking well, about, yeah. and he would have to, you know. And so that's what we like. We live really to make each other laugh. If other people laugh, it, it's kind of a bonus. Sure. And I do think a lot of stand-up comedians are like that. I yeah. think the things that make them laugh are the things that are their best, you know, best material. And so, yeah. but we're definitely amateurs in that regard because mm. we swing and miss a lot more often oh. than we But work. that's There's that's no what makes me it. laugh. And Panda's like this unsung, like improv comedy, like genius in my opinion. You know, like you may say you're socially awkward, but you go with everything so perfectly <laughs> yes. that it's yeah. like, like you, you seem like classically trained in improv. You know what I mean? Like that's right. I- That's what he I, has said it for years. Like Panda's <laughs> such an important part of- those bits going well because you need someone that's like, okay, this is what we're doing right now. You know, like with you two loud mouths, like you need that panda there. Who's like, um, yeah. you got, you have to have somebody who just kind of rolls with yeah. it and, and just, yeah. I don't know. Oh guys, for sure. I, I am so proud of you. I, I can't believe, I, I mean, I can believe how much everything took off for you. I'm honored that you let me be part of it still now that you're big time. Um, oh, I've been a fan since the beginning. I'd like to take credit for it getting popular, but I can't. Uh, it's nothing to do with me. Please but do. But I, I would like it. to I be like, well, I did it. mention it on my podcast in 2018, but no big deal. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, well, I'll let you guys go live your fabulous lives. I'm sure you have movies to watch. Um, <laughs> let's end it on this. We're going to end it with maybe be the first to wish you Merry Christmas. But before we do that, do you each have a favorite Hallmark Christmas movie? I know it's probably hard to think of the titles. But um, if you, my favorite one I've ever watched is not from Hallmark. We've started covering some other networks. Uh, Lifetime had a movie with Andrew Walker and Bethany Joy Lynn's okay. called Snowed in Christmas. I N N. Oh, sure. It is delightful. Okay. I legitimately enjoyed it. It is dumb and stupid and goofy like all the rest of them, but they sell it so well. You've got to watch it. I, it. That's that's the one that I always push for Hallmark: Two Turtle Doves and Snow Bride. Oh, Snow Bride is uh, really legit. Good. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. snow in. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Panda. Five Star Christmas from last yeah. year is the best one they did last year, and it's it's one of the most memorable overall. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just really it's, it's they do was that the goofy one movie. with the like the travel writer and the family pretending to be yeah yes. that was yes. that was uh, really yeah. really yeah, exactly. good really funny. Fran. Yep. The God one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I uh, I genuinely love anytime there's Christmas magic involved. Oh, okay. I want there to be a Santa yeah. that you think is uh, could be real, and then you see him fly off in the distance. So anytime that happens, uh, I, I'm in. Yeah. 
Um, and so just put Christmas magic in general as, as your, my, as my, cause oh there's my just too Well, much. lastly, just I'm going to leave you on a really quick thing. Um, one of the first things I did before your podcast came around, I swear I wasn't ripping you off is I had to tell a story on some like public radio thing, and I didn't really have a story. I had just watched a Hallmark movie that I loved. And I told a story of, of this Hallmark movie and how I thought it was actually very feminist and very genius. And I forget the name of the movie, but I hope you guys watch it and review it. It's a woman who um busy busy christmas eve working new york city um says to santa who's really magical like what if i had married my high school boyfriend she wakes up she's oh. in her parents home it's the lacy chabert movie no it's not lacy chabert oh. i don't think oh, it's, it it's her boyfriend works at a bookstore this is the best movie her boyfriend works at a bookstore so she goes back in time or maybe it is lacy chabert she gets she gets re she get he you know like she's living the life that like is and they the, have kids? No, no, it's not that one. Swing? No. So she goes back in time. Her, her, basically what happened in real life is she got engaged and she got a job offer in New York City and the job was like, fuck you, then you can't work here because you got engaged. And she was only in like upstate New York. Like she could have commuted. Like, and so she's like this single lonely woman who chose a job over a man. So she, she wishes and she doesn't wish, but it's similar to the Lacey Chabert. I know the one you're talking about. It's not that. So she wakes up in her childhood bed. She's back with her ex. He proposes. And this time she says yes. And his dad's bookstore is going under. And this is the 90s. And she's like, why don't you sell the books online? And he's like, like AOL, what's online? <laughs> And she's like, and so she goes into her room with this like 1990s computer and starts doing stuff and basically invents like Amazon.com because she's. That's right. So then the best part, I, I got the best part is she goes to the bookstore the next day and there are lines around the block and he goes, whatever you did with selling books online worked. What? How, why would people? <laughs> We're still here to pick him up. They're here to oh pick him up. So, so basically what happens Shipping's is, spoiler it all works out. The movie ends with them both in bed together in the New York City apartment. He is bringing her breakfast in bed and they they stole the idea. They stole they created Amazon. Wow. Jeff Bezos never existed. I love, wow. um, I love it. They don't have kids and the man is making her bringing her breakfast in bed. And I'm it. like, this is the most fucked up movie. Like they literally stole an idea and they're <laughs> fine with it. Anyway, if you can find that movie, please review it. It's the greatest movie of all time. I'll find it. Wow. Anyway, all right, I'll, I'll let you guys go. I love you. This will come out in September. I'll promote. You're going to be a bestseller. I see good things. Fantastic. Great. All right. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I'll email you, you offline. Merry Christmas. What? Did you, did oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Before I take off? You're good. May we be the first to wish you. Oh, no, you Oop. say it. Yeah. May we, we be the first to wish you Merry a Merry Christmas. Christmas. 